What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, guys, good to be back with you. It's Cloud here and uh, been on vacation for a couple weeks. And I'll tell you what, I've enjoyed listening to these podcast episodes um, tracking along with you guys. And so good to be back. And again, thank you, everybody. Um, we'll continue to hear from everybody and making some of these great episodes. And so we're picking back up. This is the Advent podcast. If you're just joining us, um, and the whole thing, we're going through the sermon series and we have this new single and, uh, this podcast is a companion to a book talking about beholding the light or the everlasting light. Maybe some of you have gotten that he reads truth or she reads truth a little devotional that it's going through Advent. It's got the recipes in there, and I had a conversation just yesterday talking about, man, what are you looking forward to Christmas? Other than obviously the spiritual things, and the reason for the season was, you know, food and time off and making and spending time with family and all that that we look forward to this season. And I'm definitely looking forward to that. And so, you know, that book that we're we're basing loosely these podcast episodes off of has those recipes, and it's got something every day, and it's just a, a really fun thing. And hope you guys are just really enjoying your Advent season uh, as, as I am. And so we're picking up today. Joseph has been with us the past few days uh, looking at some of these. We spent a lot of time looking at Old Testament text, just just reminding us. And like Nick said a few days ago, it's like, hey, man, what, is the, what do a lot of these texts have to do with Christmas? You'd expect something a little more uh, obvious uh, to deal with Christmas for Advent. But we've been looking and anticipating as it was in the Old Testament and some of these prophecies, looking forward to the first coming, Advent, Christmas. And uh, then we're going to be spending time, of course, with the Christmas text, as we are today. And then we're going to be looking forward to the next coming, kind of where we are, is looking for Jesus to come back. And so we live in a time between two Advents. And uh, and so we'll pick up today. We're, we're getting into the Christmas stuff. This is Matthew chapter 2. Many of you know this one. You've heard it, but uh, when you think a little bit more about it, it's kind of odd story. I mean, it's a little darker for, for Christmas, um, but it's in here, and we all know this, and so let's dig in. So this is Matthew chapter 2, verses 3 through 18. This is uh, about Herod and, and the wise men and, and you know, uh, the the massacre that he uh, tragically did. So y'all, y'all know this story. So Matthew chapter 2, verses 3 through 18. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, quote, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. End quote. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them over to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over a place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream 
not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, quote, Out of Egypt I called my son, end quote. Verse 16, Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and he killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, quote, And a voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. And so we close that chunk of scripture off. Uh, obviously a well-known one. You know, you've got the, the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But then it closes out with that really dark, you know, murdering these children. And, and well, that's, that's no thing to talk about for Christmas. You know, I don't want to talk about that. But it's in here, and so we're going we're gonna to push through and talk about it. And it's a difficult text. And uh, if, if you've been with us since the beginning of these, I kind of set this up. The whole theme is we have this motif of light. Uh, I pointed out some of the things that in the way Scripture talks about it. It talks about all these different categories of way it is using that kind of artistic term. And so one of the things I said was that light shows us the sinfulness of sin. Light shows us the sinfulness of sins. Or in other words, light contrasts the darkness. If you're talking in terms of light, then, you know, the counterpoint of that is darkness. And so sinfulness, darkness, light, you know, Jesus is coming. And so Jesus is coming evokes such a strong response from people. Uh, and, and namely here, we're, we're focusing on Herod is this, this extreme response from him. He's, he's, uh, his, Jesus coming has been predicted and, and, uh, and Herod, he, he's a ruler in Israel, uh, kind of, a fake ruler, really, by Rome that has been put over this region, uh, and nobody really respects him, but he's still called the king of the Jews. So he, Herod's been called king of the Jews for almost 40 years now, okay? So, you know, if you know the history of this and, and just, you know, his place, why, and now all of a sudden he feels threatened because all the religious people, every, everybody he's ruling is like, no, we're looking forward to Jesus. And he knows the feeling of the times that, uh, you know, there's this revolution stirring and and so he's threatened, and he, you know, he's got all sorts of pressure from him from Rome. And but you, you just do some research on this research on this guy, and he's just a bad dude. You know, this isn't the same Herod as we see in Acts, but he's still a bad guy. So you know, you've heard these this, these points many times. You know, he he murdered his own wife. He murdered several of his own sons. He murdered other relatives. Uh, he, he's just a super insecure dude, and Jesus is coming is just inherit us this extreme example of how do we react to the light you know if light contrasts with darkness and and, and jesus reveals where we are, we're truly at as a people all of us not just the herod all of us have a capacity to be depraved like herod we're all 
like that from birth, and we see that over and over in Scripture, where, where children are wrath. And so Jesus is coming. It re- really reveals that where it, sin rears its ugly head, and, and here's just this extreme example of it inherited. And so that's the first point is that light contrasts with the darkness. And I think that's practical. I mean, obviously, you know, you're not going around killing kids, but um, where Jesus you know, he is the word, capital the word. He's God's expression, his God's word to us, how he communicates to a broken and fallen world who's rejected him. If he's the, his, the word, capital, then we also listen to the word, what he says, the things that he says in all of scripture. And so that light, Jesus' person and, and his work and everything he says, you know, his knowledge and everything that God has communicated to us through the person and through the word itself is a contrasting light to our the darkness in our hearts. Now, that takes your own reflection application and, and to make it practical in your heart. Whether you're driving right now, whatever you're doing, you know in this moment, you know, what is the word saying to me? Where am I falling short? You know, where's the darkness in my heart? And you know you have it. If you're in traffic, well, that guy cuts you off. Well, there, there you go. So what is the light revealing to you, just, just as an example? And so that's the first point. Number two, I wrote, prophecy includes the dark moments too. Prophecy includes the dark moments too. And that, that's like kind of hard to talk about. I mean, but you think about it. I mean, that goes back from the very beginning. God created everything and he knew what was going to happen and he's not surprised by it, yet he's Lord over it. And uh, you think about it. so here in this verse, and I tried to to change the tone of my voice to show you that I was quoting verbatim uh, Micah five two, which is quoted in this text in Matthew. He he writes, "And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah." So he's talking about the tribes of Israel and and showing like, "Hey, no, Jesus is going to be born in Bethlehem." That's prophecy fulfilled. But then he also quotes Jeremiah thirty one verse fifteen, which I will not go into its original context, but here is being used obviously to apply. To, to Herod killing these kids. And he says, quote, A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. And so clearly Matthew is familiar with this, this lamentation here in Jeremiah 15 of, you know, I, I won't go into the original thing of that, but obviously he's using Jeremiah 31:15 in a way that's showing that you know, Herod's actions and scriptures recording it here is a reflection or an echo of Jeremiah 3.15, and, and God's not surprised. And I think that's a hard truth. So, you know, number two, obviously, prophecy includes those dark moments too, and that's difficult to, to grapple with. But it's also a super, like, relieving thing, like, to know that God is not only the God of light, Right. But he's Lord over darkness. He's God of the light and Lord over the darkness. He knew it was going to happen. It didn't surprise him. And he will right all wrongs. Because the whole point of this is that Jesus came. And, and you know, the, the angels say, hey, get out of there because, you know, it's not time for Jesus yet. But he's going to die by the hand of Rome, you know, in about 30 years. And so... It's not time yet. First, he has to do his earthly ministry and show that he's the true Messiah. And that's what the first and second advent are about. And, and it's like, well, that's no consolation to these kids, but it is because Jesus is doing a much bigger mission. And, and 
which he'll right all wrongs. We see that in the second advent. That's what we're looking forward to. He'll come back and, and you know, all wrongs will be righted and everything will be made to glorify Jesus. And I don't understand how that works. And I don't understand exactly how this, this one particular atrocity can be redeemed specifically. But I do know that when Jesus comes back at the second advent, that there will be no more tears. And, and ultimately, all of us are under the sentence of death and we all have to grapple with that but Jesus will take care of that and he did take care of that on the cross and so that is what we look forward to when we when we think about advent the first and the second comings and so I hope weird text probably not your pageant one with but I know you got the frankincense golden myrrh in there but uh, I always pick these like dark texts with you guys anyways I hope uh, reading scripture itself has applied itself to your heart, that the Holy Spirit is doing a work and that you haven't focused just on what I said, but what scripture says and that God is, uh, is making that come alive in your heart and in your mind as you continue to worship him in your life today. Thank you so much for listening to these. We'll see you tomorrow. Healy is with us tomorrow. It's her first podcast and she does a great job. So y'all just check her out and stay tuned tomorrow on this new vision podcast for the Advent season. See you guys. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.